I know you can hear me. Our plan was sound. First, I want to apologize. What happened, what was done to you, it's unforgivable. And I want you to know that I'm not doing any of this as some sort of penance or retribution. I know that I'm beyond that. I'm sorry. Second, I'm coming for you. I just need to find you first. So I'm going to need to... So I'm going to need you to hold on for just a bit longer. I'm sorry, but you're going to have to wait a little while longer and then I'll fix this. I'll be there soon. Just hold on. Listen up, everyone. My name is, um, Dr. Fishery, and I here am taking control of this mission. I have it on authority from the old man himself. And I think most of them don't believe you at first, but when this other guy's like, yeah, he called the boss, don't worry about it, you guys just listen to what the kid says, and then they all, like, stand down and turn to listen to you, Orton. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> this is so stressful. I didn't expect this to work. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, alright. So, it's a pleasure to meet you all. Especially you, Miss, um, future mayor. Um, uh, I would like to apologize for this misunderstanding. But, um, right now, I think everyone best lower their guns. Because... We need to make a safe space. I think they all holster their weapons <laughs> and, like, <laughs> line up in front of you. Alright, um, um, big main uh, leader dude, what's your name? Um, he says, uh, my name's Cody. <laughs> I'm so um, sorry. Oh, it's nice to meet you, Cody. I'm sorry for being a little bit harsh out there. I've just had a hard day. Um, so Cody, I would like you to take your men and, uh, promptly go outside to the SUVs and guard the entrance for a bit, because we're looking out for some bad guys. Um, I'm going to be speaking to this future mayor lady, um, and so just wait out there with your men, okay? 
Yeah, I think they all start to leave. <laughs> I want to know, Serial, what are you doing when you see all this happen? Serial has gone pale, <laughs> and he's just been watching in horror as Orton effectively comes in and orders what he thought were a group of villains <laughs> holding civilians at gunpoint. Yeah. Um, are, are there backs to him? For, back to that door? I think that, like, they came in through, like, a door on the exact opposite side of the building of this room to you. <laughs> so, like, you're watching from directly across. Alright, um, this isn't gonna be the smartest move on Serial's part, but he's just gonna walk in. <clears throat> yeah. Hands up and everything, but... Yeah. Yeah, I think oh. I think all of the the guys with the guns are now like starting to leave and have clearly been pacified at this point. <laughs> okay, oh so they just see another like teen walking in, and they're like, "I mean, whatever." Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> oh, hi, Serial. Um, <clears throat> all right. So, civilians. Um, don't worry. This was all just a big misunderstanding. It was like. You know, um, we were just thinking that maybe the people that were already in here meant harm to the mayor, or future mayor, candidate, sorry, um, and so you don't have to worry about it, um, uh, so you guys can leave if you like, or you're welcome to stay, um, but, uh, um, either way, there's no need to worry. I think as you're saying what? Someone um, no. walks in from the door that all of these armed men were, like, walking through, and it's like a middle-aged woman in a tracksuit. <laughs> what a vibe! Um, you you should be thinking, like, Jane Lynch on Glee. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> That's and she powerful. just walks in and like, walks past all these armed men. And she says, you're all useless. The orders are, don't hurt the kid, not listen to whatever he says. Excuse me, ma'am. <laughs> I happen to have control of this situation. And I don't like the tone you're using with my new friends. Um, Cody, As why you're did you speaking, let this woman in here? She pulls a katana from, like, a sheath on her back oh and is just walking towards Dakota. Oh my god! Sarah uh, puts his wings out and just uh, blocks her path. Yeah, I think Pigeon's also gonna get in the way. <clears throat> Alright, um... <laughs> Cody! Tell your men to raise weapons on her! Oh my god. <laughs> she just gives Cody a look... And, like, immediately Cody's like, okay, yeah, I'm gonna listen to her. <laughs> okay. So, let's go through a team real quick. When you enter battle against a dangerous foe as a team, add two team to the pool. If the leader has influence over every teammate, add another team. Who is the leader of this really party? Really good question. I mean, good Orton's God. taken charge. <laughs> Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I'm comfortable saying Orden. 
Okay. Least anxious in this moment. <laughs> That's how we rank it. Okay, and I don't think you have influence over cereal, so. Do I yeah, not? He, he doesn't. Okay. So you don't get that one. Okay. Um, if everyone has the same purpose in the fight at another team, protecting, what is everyone's purpose here? I'd say protecting Dakota. Uh, yeah. Yeah, protect Dakota. Okay. If any team member mistrusts the leader of the team, remove a team. No, any... Pigeon trusts Orden. <laughs> that goes without saying. Okay. Cereal. What about Cereal? That's an interesting question, because I, I don't think Cereal knows exactly what's going on with or trying to order these people around. Fair. Um, I mean, does it does I would it say, help to see Pigeon going along with it? Maybe a little. <laughs> is it also like <laughs> Pigeon's also Pigeon, and that's yeah, that doesn't help anything. <laughs> yeah, I think instead of being one hundred percent trust with Orton, it's maybe like ninety right now, so not a hundred percent. So I don't. But think that's not mistrust, right? Yeah, I wouldn't say no. It's, it's not. I think it's just more confusion and concern. Maybe a healthy amount yeah. of of of. Uh, suspicion for someone you haven't worked with a lot. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. So, if your team is ill-prepared or off-balance, remove a team. I'm gonna say yeah, probably. Yeah. A bit, yeah. yes. A woman just walked in with a fucking katana and she also <laughs> yeah. looks like a gym teacher. Like, yeah. <laughs> there's a lot happening right now. So, Orton, as the team leader... If you want to, you can mark a condition to avoid removing that team from the pool. Oh. And what what would having the team thing do? Basically, what team does is anytime anyone else is, like made a roll, anyone else on the team can spend one from the pool to increase the roll by one. So, mm. like, say someone rolled, like, a six... If someone else spent team, they could stop that from being a failure. And there's only a limited amount? Yes. Right now, you would only have uh, three, I believe. Alright, yeah. I'll mark the condition of angry. Because okay. I think he's probably pretty, pretty upset that his new friends are betraying him. Okay, nice. Jack, can I just say how much I love... All of these powerful women you're putting into the story. You know. <laughs> that's just how it goes sometimes. Sometimes you need mostly women. <laughs> okay, so... Unless someone is immediately going to try and attack this woman, she is just going to cut whoever she needs to. In order to get to Dakota. Oh, God. I mean... Well, she isn't going to hurt Orton, but I don't know that you know that. Well, she did say that. She did. So, yeah, Orton is... You probably know you're at least safer than the other two, but... Yeah. Um... Yeah. Okay, well, in that, with that in mind, Orton is probably going to charge straight at her and try to tackle her. Okay, <laughs> give me a directly engage a threat. Alrighty. But you're actually going to have a minus one on this one. Am I? 
Yes, and I'll tell you why in a second. Okay. <laughs> She's Orden's mom. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, she would be so old. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do I roll that with? That's plus danger. Okay. That's a ten. Sick. <laughs> and did that include the minus one when you rolled it? Yeah. Okay, so yeah. So it doesn't come like end up really mattering that much with this one. But the reason why you and everyone else who tries to directly engage with this woman is going to have a minus one is because this is Jacqueline Rasputin, the number Rasputin. one assassin in the world. <laughs> oh my god. Wait, could you say that again? So uh, yeah. <laughs> this is Jacqueline Rasputin, the number one assassin in the world. I love that name, Jack. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a pretty good one. So, when you directly engage a threat, roll plus danger. On a hit, trade blows. On a 10 plus, pick two. On a 7 to 9, pick one. Resist or avoid their blows. Take something from them. I already know them. what I'm going to do. Don't okay. even worry. I'm taking her katana, and I am frightening her. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Very good. So, you just, little like, run they, up and tackle she her? Know. <laughs> Orton's dad was teaching him I don't know kung fu <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, yeah yeah. I'm just gonna run up tackle her and basically batter the katana out of her hands and grab it nice yeah I think that goes off without a hitch and you actually don't get to pick whether it's impress surprise or frighten oh, okay yeah I get to pick that one and I think rather than frighten this is an impress thing for her because <laughs> yeah. it's like well this kid just like jumped me <laughs> <laughs> so yeah you tackle her and take her katana and then she looks at you for like a minute and then very like almost immediately pulls a knife out of a pocket somewhere on her tracksuit. Oh she doesn't have like <laughs> she doesn't have any like bags or anything, but she's just like produces a spookily long knife out of somewhere. Jack, uh, we know what's going on. Her bones are made out of knives. She's pulling her bones out. It's knife mom. Oh god. Knife mom. <laughs> and I think like she like grabs you and you think oh god she's gonna stab me but then using her hand and like using you as a springboard basically she just like leaps over you and is just like standing basically directly in front of dakota now okay uh... who still surprisingly doesn't look all that bothered by this <laughs> dakota's not really here <laughs> <laughs> That's a secret, folks. I've cracked it. Let's just let Dakota be killed and we'll know that it's safe. Cereal <laughs> and Pigeon, what are y'all doing? Um, I mean, Pigeon's gonna immediately try and, like, stop this. Like, to move, um, to move, uh, Jacqueline away from Dakota. Okay, how does Pigeon go about that? Um,. Absorbs Jacqueline. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, that would potentially be horrific looking. Um, 
was gonna say probably, um, oh man, that doesn't work. I keep forgetting that that's not a thing in this one, where it's like, move someone where you want them. I think that's Monster of the Week. <laughs> but. <laughs> well, you can kind of do a similar thing with, like, directly engage a threat. Like, that could be, take something from them, and that could literally be like, oh, I'm going to take her, Their feet. like, position from her. <laughs> Or that could also easily be create an opportunity for your allies, so... Yeah, I think that's... uh, Yeah, Pigeon's going to directly engage a threat, and essentially what they're going to want to try to do is get between... um, Is get between Dakota and Jacqueline and, like, potentially push uh, Jacqueline back. Okay. Yeah, give me your roll plus danger, and again, you're going to have a minus one. Should I just uh, set it to zero temporarily? Um, when you oh, wait, right. hit the roll button, there's there'll be a pop up that says like. No. Oh, please don't tell me. Oh no, that's a seven. Oh, that's right. okay. Very that's nice. not bad. Yeah. So directly engage a threat. You get to pick one. However, don't you have a move that lets you mark a condition to pick another one? Uh, might be right about that. I should really remember this. Um. Yes, you have not human enough. When you directly engage a threat in a terrifying fashion, mark a condition to choose an additional option, even on a miss. <laughs> so that means you could pick one from the directly engage a threat list, or you could mark a condition and pick two. Um. Hmm. I do want to do two things, so I'll mark a condition. Okay. Which does mean I'm gonna... (laughs) You know if you're not, like, a descriptive person, so I'm like, how would Pigeon do this in a horrifying way? (laughs) Um... Yeah, one sec. Let me figure out which one. I think, actually, honestly, um, afraid might be what Pigeon would be. Um, Because it's like, hmm. There's a lot going on in this moment, and this woman just came out of nowhere. And I think with the explicit threat that she's actually trying to kill someone Mm. uh, is very scary to Pigeon. For sure. Yeah. So Pigeon's gonna be afraid, which is funny the <laughs> fact that they're that they're doing that they're what is it again exactly? When you directly engage a threat in a terrifying fashion. <laughs> um yeah, um Oh man. I think probably what happens is that they like go to grab and you can tell me if this isn't terrifying enough, because I feel like it's just kind of vague body horror. But <laughs> they, like, run to move in front of Jacqueline, and as they're doing so, a, like, just a ton of these arms just shoot out from their chest and grab at Jacqueline's arms and and, and hands to try and, like, stop her from moving. Um, and in that, I want to take something from her. I want to take her knife from her. Okay. And I think I want to create an opportunity for a serial. Nice. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, but 
unfortunately, you didn't pick resist or avoid their blows. Yeah. So you have, um, I think you like have a handle of her now. So like she isn't going to immediately be able to attack Dakota, and you've taken her her knife from her, and you've like gotten physically in between them. But you were focused on the hand with a knife in it. Oh boy. And from the other hand, she pulls out of some additional pocket in her jumpsuit. She pulls out, like, what looks like a grenade. <laughs> and just, oh like, oh. rips we're out the pin and just room. drops it on you. Oh, a pigeon? Oh. <laughs> yep. I mean... Take a powerful nope. blow for me real quick. So, okay. I just want to note that I also have I am not my body, which when you take a powerful physical blow, you may roll as if you had two fewer conditions marked. Um, what's the roll for to take a powerful blow? Um, It's just the button next to conditions. All right. Okay, so, so with <coughs> that, can I... Um, can I essentially... Well, okay, wait, yes. Situation. Sorry, I'm just trying to figure out. So if I use I am not my body... It would just um, make that a flat 2d6, basically. Okay, cool. Because so... that move doesn't reduce it, like, below... Yeah, like, no, for zero, sure. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay, I'm just gonna temporarily not mark... Or unmark afraid. And then... Okay. Okay, please. That's a miss. That's a five. That's actually good on Take a Powerful Blow. Yeah, thank God. Yeah, you want on a miss, you stand strong, mark potential as normal, and say how you weather the blow. Um Oh right, so she is putting a bomb on me. Yeah. (laughs) Um I think kind of as a just like as an instinctual reaction, Pigeon just like, kind of grabs it with one of those many little arms that shot out of them, and I think they kind of, like, hmm. What they might do, actually, is just, like, raise it way above their head, so it's also further away from other people, and just kind of wrap like, more of themselves around it, if that makes sense. Like, the the mass of their body is down below. I would just like to say, putting it high for a grenade is generally not a great idea. I mean, it's... <laughs> I didn't I mean, know that. I feel like it's one of those things that like always happens with like the Hulk and stuff, where like it like grabs like a explosive or whatever, and it just goes off in their hand, and nothing really yeah, happens. Yeah. I, f- I feel like this is one of those. Yeah, essentially Pigeon just puts so much of their, like, of themselves around it. I think it... Um... God, that, that's awful. And a, well, I mean, if it helps, like, Pigeon doesn't really have... Like, I don't think they could feel it. Yeah, no, that's, yeah. yeah still pretty awful, though. Yeah. But, you okay. know, you have, you have, uh... Jacqueline, mostly restrained now, so I and you'd... I have a sick knife. You, that's true. That'd be sad, right, Jacqueline? Yeah, Serial, what are you she... doing? Um, 
instead of dealing with all of that noise, Sarah was going to go straight to Dakota and put a hand on her upper arm and say, Ma'am, I think we should get you out of here. Oh, going full secret service. <laughs> she just sort of looks down at you and squints her eye for a second. And then she says, Oh, you're the Phantom's new team, aren't you? Uh, <laughs> yes? Is that bad? <sighs> Never mind. We should just go. I think I'll be fine. Thank you very much. <laughs> and she just sort of, what? like, brushes you off. <laughs> well, she just saw a teenager take a bomb for her. Does she not give a shit? <laughs> not really. She doesn't like this the Phantom. This is my first rodeo. <laughs> Although she does turn and, like, start to leave. And I think when Jacqueline sees that she's going to leave, she calls out to the rest of the, the armed folks who had been, like, kind of unsure about exactly what to do, and she just, like, yells at them to go get her. Um, Orton is going oh. to run in front of them and try to block them. <laughs> just, like, with your body? With anything. The sword. <laughs> oh, yeah, you do have um, that cool katana. Maybe a big wall of water. <laughs> okay. That's taken from their bodies. Yeah, basically he's going to run out in front and just go, Well, if you want to get her, you're going to have to go through me. Okay. I think this could be one of two things. I could I think if you're like if you do want to go for like lifting up a big wall of water to just block them, that's definitely unleash your powers. Mm-hmm. But I think I could also see this being a defend role where you're specifically trying to like stop them from getting to Dakota. Okay. And using my powers would be okay. I will do the defend one. Okay. So give me a roll plus savior. Okay. That's a five. If I add team, will no, it'll still be a miss, huh? Um. You pigeon and cereal. If they both spent one team each. They could make that a seven. Do you wanna? <laughs> oh, like through helping? Yeah, because yeah. you can't. Well, you can spend team for yourself, but that's a specific, like, separate thing. Yeah, and that's like when you spend it selfishly. Well, do we want to use two team and defend this lady? Well, pigeons a little tied up at the moment, aren't they? So I don't know if they can kind of like, unless we want to let go of. I mean. Jacqueline. I feel like they can hold on and help, but that is up to Jack, I think, because it's also like a concentration thing, I assume. Um, I think I think there's a world where, like, you know, a weird monster thing, like, literally, like, <laughs> holding this terrifying assassin lady could be enough to, like, help them, like, hesitate, I agree, you know? yeah. That's true, because Pigeon definitely is not in a human, like, a mostly human form right now. They look more like a, <laughs> like, did you guys see the, the, uh, what is it called? The, the, uh, the, the movie that led up to the thing? 
like it was recently uh, made, but basically just basically the theme. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like, yeah, that's partly human, but not completely, and that's a little <laughs> For sure. <laughs> so yeah, I think that makes sense. Serial, how are you helping out with this? So Orton's just trying to block their path, essentially? I mean, yeah, pretty much. I, I'm standing in the way of them with a sword out. Yeah, so I think Serial's gonna fly in over really quickly and just also stay behind Orton, but above him with the wings fully Tight. out and everything. <laughs> I'm envisioning that in my head, and it looks sick as hell. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> okay. So you spend two team from the pool and make that a seven. When you defend someone or something from an immediate threat, roll plus savior. For NPC threats, on a hit, you keep them safe and choose one. On a seven to nine, it costs you. Expose expose yourself to danger or escalate the situation. And for the options... Oh no, you don't get to... Oh no, yeah. On on a hit, you keep them safe and choose one. And that list is add a team to the pool, take influence over someone you protect, or clear a condition. I'm going to add a team to the pool to regain a bit of it, because that makes sense to me. Yeah, fair. Um, and I guess I'll expose myself to danger? Oh god. Yeah, I think... I think that's I think that's fair enough, and I, mean, I think I'm standing that, in front of a bunch of armed yeah, people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's fair, and I think that still, they all know this is a wild situation for them. <laughs> yeah, but they they know for sure that they aren't supposed to like hurt you really badly. Thankfully, these uh these laser guns that they have aren't actually lethal weapons oh no so a few of them oh, just start shooting at orton and serial as they they're like trying to get in their way and yeah orton since you're just like standing there with a sword take a powerful blow for me <laughs> all right uh roll plus conditions okay Oh, no. Fantastic. No. That's going to take a powerful blow. A 10 is very bad. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, God. When you take a powerful blow, roll plus conditions marked. On a 10 plus, choose one. You must remove yourself from the situation, flee, pass out, etc. You lose control of yourself or your powers in a terrible way, or two options from the 7 to 9 list. <laughs> so, the things are, they're sort of like taser things they have now, right? Basically, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Um, I'm gonna say... I'm gonna say I lose control of myself or my towers in a terrible way. Okay. Um, and I think my body's just gonna sort of go haywire, and I'm just gonna start really trying to bring water out of wherever and flood the room. Okay. Oh no. And I think how that happens is basically like. 
Orton, like, none of you knew this before, but I feel like, Orton, you sense, like, a big thing of water, like, below you. Yeah. And you're like, oh, gonna call on that. And I think everyone sees, like, a big part of the ground open up, and, like, just a bunch of sewage comes spewing out of the ground, because there was, like, a large sewage pipe directly underneath. And so it's just, like, now covering a bunch of this whole area. (laughs) I assume it probably knocks the the baddies out of the way, though. Yeah, for sure, but it's still kind of, like, geysering up out. Yeah. And I think it's kind of, like, swirling around Orton protectively now. (laughs) Oh, shit. Oh, God. Okay, okay, that's fine. (laughs) Everything's fine. Yeah. Jesus. Hey, Pigeon. Mm-hmm. Uh, give me another powerful blow as oh you're distracted God. by this happening. Fantastic. And Jacqueline drops three more grenades on you. <gasps> that just seems a oh, little no. bit excessive. She's got a lot on her. I think Pigeon does like yeah. a little, oh, as this <laughs> is happening. Impressive. Yeah. Oh, God. Please, 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 low. Please, low. Oh, thank god. Yeah, that's a three. That's a miss. Holy shit. <laughs> Pigeon's on a roll today. Do you, yeah. Can you imagine Jacqueline, though? She keeps throwing bombs on this thing <laughs> holding her, and it just, nothing's happening. Like, they just practically eat it up. Yeah. That's very good. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think Pigeon does a similar thing to what it, what they did last time. I guess, I guess, yeah, probably just, like, they just kind of, uh... Yeah, like make, like grab it in one hand and then just put a bunch of mass surrounding that hand. And then uh, when it blows up, it's it's pretty muffled. Yeah. Wild. Yeah, okay. Pigeon's I having think... a good time. Yeah, Pigeon's doing like fine. <laughs> Pigeon's like, you did you did really well that time. You tried. I, I am uh I'm but I'm sorry, I just can't let you go. <laughs> I think she, like, is fully glaring at Pigeon now, (laughs) and is now, like, abandoned trying to blow them up, and is trying to just, like, get out of your grip. Don't you mean grips? (laughs) (laughs) Of my many, many hands? Cereal, what are you doing? As you see, some of these armed men are starting to get washed away by a flood of sewage. Oh, oh god. <laughs> um Okay, so we have uh, where where is Dakota? Still in Pigeon's hands. Dakota? Oh, not or, Dakota. Uh, Jacqueline's still in Pigeon's hands. <laughs> Dakota is still just sort of nonchalantly walking towards like the front doors to leave. Did any of the sewage uh, even get on her? <laughs> Um, I feel like a little bit did, and she just is very unhappy about it. I feel like that's the first time she really acted like, oh, this isn't great. I'm not happy about this situation. God, finally. (laughs) Um, well, Sarah's gonna look at this mess and call it to both Orton and Pigeon. Guys, I think we should just go. The The Phantom told us not to even do any of this. I think we should catch up with Dakota, and he's just gonna fly off. <laughs> okay. Oh my god. 
<laughs> you guys couldn't see me, but I was angrily pointing at the wall. <laughs> so Serial is just abandoning Pigeon and Orton. Wait, and this is a little over. I want to say there's people with. Can guns. I say what I really love is that Serial uh, essentially just took a powerful blow and fled the situation, like failed <laughs> taking a powerful blow and just fled, but without having to do any of that. Well, you know, it's, it is what Phantom said to do. Yeah. yeah. Um, I so will you're just say... going after Dakota, right? Yeah, because, you know, she's the lady we're sent here to protect. Yeah. And it, it doesn't seem like the smartest thing to let her, her out of our sight. Because the last time we did that, a lot of armed people showed yeah. up. So That's fair. So Sarah's just going to catch up to her. And awkwardly fall behind her. <laughs> okay, she she glances back at you as you like f- are following her, and she's just like she doesn't say anything, but she makes like not exactly like a clicking sound like with her tongue. It's like smacks her lips and like distaste, kind of <laughs> like oh god. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for the foley phoenix. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah. So, Pigeon, what are you doing? Orton, how are you feeling? Not great. I'll admit I felt better. But I think Orton's gonna try and sort of get a hold of himself. <clears throat> um, and try to manipulate this water so it pushes towards the armed guards at an alarming uh, intensity. Okay. Give me a powerful blow. I mean, not a powerful blow. <laughs> I was your... say. <laughs> Actually, this might be directly engaged threat. Okay. Yeah, I think it's that one. So give me a roll plus danger. I mean, either way, I have zero on both. <laughs> you know. That's a six. Yikes. <gasps> Orton's not having a good day. Well, he was at the beginning. This, is always, this always happens. Um... Serial, I think you're, like, involved with something else to be spending team for this. Yeah. Pigeon, you would have to justify how you're helping here. <laughs> jeez. Um, oh, jeez Louise. So, sorry, what is Orden trying to do again? Just sort of blast these folks away with the water I've conjured from the ground. Okay. Um, I mean, I don't think Pigeon can help out with, like, the technicalities of that, but <laughs> can Pigeon perhaps, like, give a, a um... Rousing a, speech? Yeah, a rousing speech. Yeah, I, I'll say that. While holding on to, like, a, a wet, <laughs> struggling assassin. <laughs> yeah, I, I say, I'd say you can do that name. if you, you know, what, what does this sound like? What does Pigeon say? Hey, oh, I'm um, so excited. Oh god, I feel like I'm not gonna deliver. That's fine. Um, I, I feel like I'm gonna do Orton's voice and that's a problem. <laughs> Maybe that could help. Um, hey Orton, um, look, look what I'm doing right now. I'm holding on to an assassin and I'm covered in sewage. I didn't think I'd be here today, but I'm, look how far we've come. Look at what we're doing right now. I think we're both doing so amazing. And I think you can do amazing. And as my book says, my self-help book says, you, um, when, when an enemy is down, you make sure you really get them at that point. So, 
<laughs> um, Orton is probably just gonna, because he's pretty out of it right now, he's probably just gonna, <laughs> and then try to do what he's doing. <laughs> yeah, so, with Pigeon spending that team, that brings you up to a seven. So, Just pick barely. one. Resist or avoid their blows, take something from them, create an opportunity for your allies, impress, surprise, or frighten the opposition. Oh, God. Um, would taking their ability to stand work? <laughs> yeah, I, I think that would be acceptable. Alright, fantastic. Then that's what Orton's doing. Yeah, He's gonna I make think... him swim. Yeah. You just, like, a massive <laughs> flood of sewer water just explodes into them, and they get, like, slammed against one of the walls and are just totally oh disoriented. God. And... Pigeon? Yeah? I think... Having totally abandoned the bombs at this point... <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Jacqueline has pulled another knife out from somewhere <laughs> oh my God. and is going to try and like start cutting off the hands that are grabbing her that's rude yeah a little bit oh what God. you gonna do um she's louise i mean i feel like if she's gonna go for my hands maybe Maybe I could try pinning her. Pinning her arms to the side so she can't cut the arms off. Okay. I think that's probably just a directly engage and take something from them. It would be taking her ability to move from her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. Um, love that. Okay, so I rolled... Oh, okay, great. I rolled a three, so that's okay. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, and... you know, Pigeon's luck was gonna run out sooner or later. Yeah. Let's be honest. And we do not physically have enough team in the pool to make this a success. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> I, so... I wouldn't have asked anyone to do that anyways. No. I think you're like, oh, she's given up on the bombs. I'm, I'm like, gonna win. She did not actually give up on the bombs. The knife mm. was a feint. Oh, no. And she produces several more grenades that, because you were focusing on her other hand with the knife, you aren't able to grab in time. Uh-huh. And it explodes. And you get sort of, like, launched. And she is somewhat hit by this. She, like... Put through them so that, like, you took the brunt of it. But, like, you know, she was okay with getting a little bit injured by this as well. But she lands on the ground, and Pigeon, you, like, go flying, and you land in, like, the cracked fissure of, like, the floor where all of the sewage water has, like, pooled. <laughs> nice. And you're just, like, floating in the water on your back. And, like, for, like, a minute, the air starts smelling kind of salty. And, like, you're looking around, and the sun is nice and warm, and it feels really good on your skin. 
and like you're floating and the, the waves are sort of gently lapping against you and you look up and you like see like the sun directly above you and you have to blink a few times because it's so bright and then you sneeze and then someone next to you says dumbass you shouldn't look directly at the sun and then you turn and you look to your right and no one's there and the sun feels a lot less warm on your skin now cereal yes you you and dakota are now walking up through like that theater room like with all of the chairs on either side just like walking up the main aisle and She's just sort of being pointedly silent until the both of you get to, like, halfway across this room. And she just says, like, You know, you should tell him that I don't need his help. Phantom. Oh, Phantom? He seemed really concerned. Yes, I guess that's in his nature, but... I don't need him. I'll leave it at that. I don't need him. And I certainly don't need his new band of child soldiers. Oh, jeez. I I, I don't know if that's what we we are. We're kind of like his apprentices? Maybe more so um, the Spectre, but the rest of us are kind of working with Cyril. Don't worry, he pays us. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, it kind of seemed like you need the help. This is a little much. She says, I assure you that I did not. And I think at this point, the door at the top of the stage that you two had, like, come through bursts open as Jacqueline ran out of the other room. She is currently covered in sewage and is a little bit blasted by grenades, and she's holding a knife, and she's just looking very, like, done with this whole situation, and she's clearly going to come up and try and finish the job. Um, well, Serial's gonna stay in her way. I mean, he's not gonna... Even if she doesn't... If Dakota doesn't need his help, he's not just gonna let her Jacqueline run up with a knife. Well, fair. I think you, like, get in the way and you get ready to, like, fight her. But as she's running up towards the two of you, at one point she just sort of, like, stops and is just, like, kind of, like, fidgeting in place. And you see this blue light completely illuminating this, like, big meeting hall area. And you turn around, and you're also, like, you can't really move. It's not like the two of you are, like, stunned or, like, paralyzed or something. But this big, like, glowing blue eye has appeared above Dakota's head. And it's just, the light that it puts off is, like, captivating. And you just can't take your eyes off of it. And she, like, 
to you. You can't, like, move or do anything while this is happening, she says to you. When you see him, tell him that I do not need his help. And then she walks past you, and I don't know know if you'd noticed this before or not, but at some point she'd taken one of those, like, stun guns from the guys who had tried to kidnap her, and she just, like, fires, like, several rounds into Jacqueline's chest. Oh my god, Shit. I was planning to do that. <laughs> and then that glowing blue eye above her head just sort of fades, and you can feel yourself able to move again. But Jacqueline just sort of falls over as she's been shot multiple times with a stun gun. Uh, well, Jesus. <laughs> Sarah is kind of at a loss for words. Looking between her and uh, Jacqueline. Fair. What is everyone doing now? Um, Orton is gonna pick up one of the dude's laser pistol things and just sort of, because they're all sort of still in uh, in a pile in the corner, right? Yeah, I think they've all been. Some of them have been knocked out, and the ones that haven't are just like, okay, I know I work for, like, an evil organization, but this is above my pay grade. (laughs) They're all- I think all of those people have just been neutralized, basically. Yeah, Orton's just gonna take one of those guns and sort of level it at them, and just hold it there. Okay. Um, Okay. As he walks over to Pigeon. How's Pigeon doing? (laughs) <laughs> so pigeon's just floating right that's what's happening yeah, yeah pigeon yeah. i don't think has moved to get out um of the water yet i think um uh when orden comes up they kind of startle and they look up at him for a while for a little bit and uh and they're like yeah, um hey hey oh, hi hey are you, are you doing okay? Yeah. And he, I think he outstretches one of his hands and holds Pigeon's hand. Yeah. One think... of Pigeon's hands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think Pigeon kind of pulls, I don't know, was, was Orden trying to like help them up out of the water or? Mostly just comfort them. Oh. Oh, that's so sweet. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think Pigeon kind of holds on for a bit, um, and they're not really looking at Orden, and they're like, um, yeah. Yeah, I think I'm okay. And, um, I think they kind of start pulling themselves up, uh, onto land. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, will you just relax? Um, I think the situation's handled. Um, I'm gonna get these guys out of here. And I think you should go check on Serial if if you feel comfortable. Yeah, yeah. Um okay, yeah, that sounds that sounds good. Um okay. Pigeon, Pigeon claps one sewage covered hand onto Orton's back. <laughs> oh god. You know what? Orton, can you give me a comfort or support for Yes I can. Pigeon? Oh god, please, 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 please. 
Um, luckily, I have a pretty decent amount for this one. Let's hope. <laughs> no, that's a four. That's oh, a miss. Jesus, help me. <laughs> okay, it's very funny. <laughs> so would that... Because um, I have an idea for why and how that could be a miss. If yeah, that's okay. go for it. Yeah, go for it. Um, I think, yeah, essentially, like, you know, Orton gives this advice, and it's, like, it's sweet, and I think Pigeon does appreciate it to some extent, but they're obviously clearly still, um... A wee bit out of it. Yeah, out of it, and, um, to an extent, a little bit disturbed. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I don't know... (laughs) I don't know if I want to get into this very, like, n- n- like emotion-wise, like, how Pigeon's feeling. Um, but I think part of it's kind of like... Um, uh, what's a good way to put it? Like... Um, kind of like they just missed out on something. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah, like something was right there, and they just missed it. Like longing, almost. Yeah, yeah. Oof, okay. To an extent, yeah, kind of. Orton uh, in that... 100% wouldn't understand that, because he's not emotionally available enough, but knows that <laughs> something's up. Yeah, yeah, so so Orton can tell maybe that that didn't work out so well, um... Yeah, and yeah. I th- I think Pigeon kind of like you can you can kind of tell and I hope that was kind of communicated by how Pigeon was acting was that um they're trying to kind of be like, yeah, yeah, okay, everything you know, like kind of everything's yeah. fine. Um but yeah, I think I think Borden probably sees through that and Pigeon's gonna <laughs> Yeah, Pigeon's kind of just uncertainly walking. Uh to Sariel. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I think there aren't really any more active threats at the moment. I think, like, this battle is one question mark. (laughs) So. Stuff happened. Yeah. Yeah. So if you want to have, like, that conversation, that, like, interaction with Sariel, then we should do that. But otherwise, I think we can just skip forwards a little bit. Yeah, I think that's fine. Um, I do want to make a point of Orton definitely helped get these people back into their car. Like, cars. Oh. Like... So he isn't, like, waiting for the police to arrive and come arrest them. He's, like... No, no. You wouldn't want them arrested. Okay. Good to know. (laughs) That's I don't okay. That's um. I think I now understand why Phantom might be suspicious. <laughs> okay, I'm just making a note of that. <laughs> oh God. Okay. So, I think like a minute or two later, Phantom gets there, and. He picks the three of you up, like, down, like, a road, like, a side road nearby, 
and I think we just cut to inside the car, and he's just like, you guys fought Jacqueline Rasputin? Um, well, it was, it was less fighting and more holding her, if that helps. With grenades, Pigeon. Grenades! She, like, had five of them. Yeah, and Pigeon kind of gestures to themselves, and they're like, but I'm fine, I'm fine. <sighs> Um, hey, can I just make a note? Yeah. Um, I just want to say, when you were talking about Phantom picking us up, I immediately imagined his car as a pink Barbie convertible. Oh my god. <laughs> He's a black Barbie convertible. Oh, sorry. It's a black convertible with a pink flower pattern on it. Oh my god. Daisy's Aww. idea? Wow. <laughs> It's for Phantom. his day job. Yeah, Phantom says it was Daisy's idea. <laughs> um, is there anything, like, Pigeon definitely, is this the first time Pigeon's been in Phantom's car? Um, I feel like maybe you've been in it, like, once or twice for, like, a mission before. But he doesn't, like, offer to carpool with people, you know? Yeah, um, Pigeon's definitely, like, looking underneath the seats and stuff like that. They're being nosy. <laughs> Fair. I feel like you try to, like, open the, like, glove box and he just shuts it. <laughs> Pigeon tries it again. I think that's probably what happens for a bit, is just this, like, <laughs> the noise of it opening then being slammed shut over and over again. <laughs> Fair. So, what is everyone saying? Like, Orton's trying, not Orton, uh, the Phantom is trying to, like, get the story of what happened out of you guys. What is... What stories do people give? <laughs> Basically, um... the main thing I'm curious about is, Orton, do you tell Phantom that you intentionally let those guys get away? No. No. Orton doesn't say that. Okay. Um, Pigeon, actually, I just realized, probably says, um, is trying to explain some stuff and is kind of like, well, um, there's a lot of these guys, these people outside, and so Orton and I went up to, um, to try and stop them, but Orton just went right up and, um, he kind of said some stuff. I was hanging back a bit and didn't hear all of it. But um, he got them to to just to just hang loose, kind of. That's the term, right? Just to relax, uh, yeah. Yeah, to chill. I think that's I think that's right. Um, and Orden, it was um, you you talked to someone, right? Oh, I just talked to one of their bosses. <laughs> their boss? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I think, think I, think, I, mean, I think Serial and the Phantom make very similar like <laughs> noises. <laughs> well, you know, I'm pretty persuasive. Um and so I I rang them up and they told me that um I I I could uh lead them for a little bit. Who do you know who this person was that you talked to? No. I think that 
makes Pigeon pause. Because I think I think Orden specifically told told right told uh Pigeon yeah. that they yeah, yeah that he was a friend and I think they're kind of like um well uh well that's well I mean he's a new friend that's right I said that he was a friend well how, okay wait well how do you know the boss of a bunch of armed men well or, I just told you when was that I just told you I just talked to him on the phone. Well, I mean, either way, I think Orden did a really good job. Thank you, Pigeon. Um, and if there's any kind of reward, I think <laughs> I think it should definitely go to Orden because I think he he really tried his best too. Um, and he he got all of these people swept away when they were doing bad things, and I think that was really good. Thanks, Pigeon. I yeah. really admired how you managed to um take several grenades at once. Thank you. Because I don't, even in, like, the U.S. Um, Army training manuals that I used to have to read, um, I, I never heard of anyone that could take um, that many grenades right next to their body. Yeah, yeah, thank you. It's, um, um, I don't know how it works, but, um, I mean, I'm fine, so that's good. And that's what's important. Yeah, I think, I think, I think Pigeon and Orden are like, this is a bonding moment. Our bond has just gotten stronger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Phantom is looking just mildly horrified at everything that's <laughs> happening. And then he says, what about Dakota? Is she okay? She's fine. She didn't seem particularly thrilled to have us there. Yeah. She's. This might be a little out of line, but she said to tell. She told me to tell you that she doesn't need your help. (laughs) 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 Who wants pizza? Um, I don't know if I can eat it. I would love a calzone! It still smells like shit in here. Okay, cool, let's go. <laughs> they all give answers at once. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so Phantom takes you guys out for pizza, I guess, in an attempt to not have <laughs> to explain still smell anything. Like shit? Wow. Cool, yeah, we are covered in sewer water. Um, <laughs> that's a good point, Taylor. Orton technically isn't at all. That's true. Well, it's, oh, that's um, right. I mean, Pigeon did pat his back, but I'm sure he could get the water out. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's only a little bit. And Pigeon soaked in it for Yeah, a Pigeon was fully in it. Um, I think uh, Pigeon just, like, rolls up the pizza and then, like, places them <laughs> on Orden's plate. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's basically what a calzone is. Yeah, I um I had to look it up because I I, I didn't really know what a calzone was, and then when I most people it, don't. <laughs> I don't. Okay, but um, but yeah, it just looks like it's it's a pizza, but that's been turned inside out. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I think Pigeon also looks up like Swiss rolls and shows them to 
to Orden and is just like, yeah, you you know, you get you have to roll them really tight and then like keeps going over like these are the different techniques for making a Swiss roll and like the things you should avoid. Oh wow. Yeah, that's that's really neat. There's... Okay, we really don't need to zoom all the way in on this pizza conversation. <laughs> I think we do. Jack, I'm gonna say I mean, you can stop us anytime. <laughs> We're just filling in the space. We got I get nervous and I'm like, yeah. should I be saying something? And so I start talking and it never it's just weird. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I think we have three last little scenes, and then I think we're going to call it for today, unless anyone else has any other things they want to deal with. It's fine by me. Okay, so I think... First up... Serial. Tell me about your parents. Ooh. Oh, well... Um... They're both pretty eccentric. Um, Cyril's mother is named Jillian. She's a professor of mythology and theology and is very loud and excitable and funny. His dad's definitely the more subdued one. <laughs> but um, And his name's Christopher. He's a doctor. And um, is definitely where Cyril gets his awkwardness from and his nervousness. <laughs> But yeah, they're both very loving parents with high expectations, but that's a given, you know. Okay. And Sarah loves them both very much. So, where are they when you get home later that night? Like, what are they doing? This is just like an average day. What's happening? Um, let's see. I imagine his father has probably just gotten home as well, and is probably in the process of putting all of his various doctor documents either back in his office or probably out on the kitchen table if he's in a bit of a rush. And his mother is in the process... Well, how late in the day is this, actually? Um, probably not, like, too late. Like, late enough that it's, you know, starting to get dark out, but I don't think Serial is sneaking into the house at, like, midnight, you know? Oh, no, yeah. Well, then I guess maybe Julian is starting the very beginnings of dinner. So I think as you walk in and you and your dad are both, like, settling down after getting home, I think your dad is, like, sniffs a bit and he's like, what's that smell? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I might have maybe checked something in. I haven't checked my shoes. I don't think, but yeah, no, there's something out on the sidewalk. (laughs) Well, go wash them, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Cyril gets up and probably just goes put his shoes by the door, maybe, and then comes back. Still stinks to high hell. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I think your dad notices that the smell is very clearly on you and not just the shoes, but chooses not to mention it. <laughs> it's being tactful. Yeah. Oh Choose God. your battles. You know, he's a teenage boy. They have bad B.O. <laughs> Fair. 
so I think a little while later, and I think you, the three of you all, like, join up for dinner. Yeah. Yeah. Cyril's showered by now. He's changed into clean clothes and quarantined the rest <laughs> yep. that he was wearing. <laughs> yeah. And I think throughout the whole meal, your dog is, like, so begging for scraps. Oh, the professor. Yes. The professor! <laughs> Very good boy. Very good the best boy. He's just a little dog. Serial maybe, yeah. Serial sneaks him a few treats here and there from oh the my table. God. Thank God. I think I'd like to, <laughs> I'd have to tear Serial apart. <laughs> <laughs> I think between bites, uh, your mom says, "So how was everyone's day?" <laughs> Sarah lets his dad go first. Uh, I think it was a relatively busy day for him. He had, like, just a lot of people to see that day, and, you know, he doesn't, like, go into detail because, you know, patient doctor confidentiality and all that, but, yeah, you know, everyone loves a good ER story. (laughs) (laughs) That's Um. true. Well, Sarah, yeah, Grey's Anatomy, all that. <laughs> I don't think I should say that name, but um, Sarah goes, oh, I had a pretty fun day. I hung out with my friends. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, is this a school day? No, it's a weekend. Is he yeah, saying this so. aloud? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> then I wasn't at school. <laughs> um, wait, it is a weekend. Yeah, I think it's a weekend. Everybody else. Okay. So yeah, Cyril, uh, he just goes, I uh, spent the day with my friends, Orton and, um, <laughs> <laughs> my friend Pigeon. It's a nickname. <laughs> it's short for, it's short for, uh, Pigeoneth. <laughs> <laughs> I think your dad says, oh, that sounds nice, and... Your mom says, you know, you, you should invite your friends over more often. God, yes, please. So, I, I plan to. They're just, you know, they're so busy. Orton walking through the door. Why is there so much water in this house? Also, can I just say <laughs> oh, the God. idea that Pigeon is busy, who does nothing all day? <laughs> can you imagine? Yeah, my friend Pigeon, who's around my age, who doesn't go to school. <laughs> but, and also, my friend Orton, who's around my age and doesn't go to school. <laughs> Both of them hate out together. One of them's horribly afraid of water, <laughs> and the other has no body. <laughs> It'd go over great with the pen rims. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, mom, they're just they're so busy. I mean, I'll probably invite them over for dinner sometime if that's what you want. But (laughs) they're just a little kind of a handful (laughs) to have in one house at the same time. Serial would know because even in a huge base, it's a handful. (laughs) I think um, your dad says, oh, speaking of having people over for dinner, um, next week, several of the 
doctors had their days off lined up, so I invited them over, if that's alright. Oh, that's fun. (laughs) (laughs) And I think it's just sort of, like, small talk. Um, but, like, how does this, like, feel? Does this feel, like, like, comfortable? Or is this, like, a bad, like, does Serial feel like he's holding things back? And does he feel bad for, like, lying? Oh, for sure. I mean... You know, before this, he's been so open about who his friends are and what he does on a weekend. And now, you know, he can't obviously say any of that. And he can't tell them that he spent the day fighting assassins (laughs) and fending off a political assassination. Well, I think that's where this scene feeds out with just like a panel that shows like the two parents, like, kind of talking and then Serial just sort of, like, framed between them, looking kind of uncomfortable. And then... Yeah. On, like, the next panel, we see a shot of Orton. What is Orton doing later that day? Um... For once, he's probably not gonna go down by the harbor, because he's a little unsettled about the events from today and he's like well what if i see you know the old man right um or one of his like guards or you know escorts um and so i think he's probably gonna go up the lighthouse Uh and talk to the lighthouse keeper okay (gasps) so i think you get (laughs) you get up to the top yeah. And I think when you get there, I think Pigeon is actually already there. God bless. Yeah. I think I think that like as you're getting to the top, you can hear Marnie Reynolds, the lighthouse keeper, and Pigeon talking. Pigeon, what does that conversation look like? Um Ho oh, it's a good question <laughs> um it's mixed parts uh pigeon checking in about the pigeons that marnie takes care of that we've talked about before <laughs> should we establish that a bit more that uh that at the base um there's a pigeon coop and that pigeon <laughs> that marnie helps take care of them and pigeon visits them visits her regularly to see the up at the lighthouse to see the pigeons because yeah. pigeon loves pigeons. <laughs> so it seems clearly what a surprise. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit redundant to say. Um, I think probably also uh, in a usual, incredibly roundabout way, pigeon has been working up to say something to Marnie to ask her something. Um, kind of like, well, um, and so I was thinking, uh, um. And and it kind of goes like that for maybe too long. Um, I assume I assume Marnie is is patient about it. Yeah, I think she just waits for you to get where you're going. Yeah. Um. Uh. Who? Yeah. How would Pigeon phrase this? Um. Does Marnie have a boat? 
is that what Pigeon asks, or is that a question you know, for actually, me? Actually, yeah, why not? I think Pigeon's. Um, do you have a boat? Well, not like a boat. Boat. I have a. A well, it's still a boat. <laughs> you know, it's 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 got a motor and it sails on the water, so that's a boat, right? Um, I mean, yeah, I think if uh, um, it, as long as it doesn't hold water, I think that's. Uh, the water should be outside of the boat, is the requirement. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Heck, you're as good a sailor as me, kid. <laughs> I I wouldn't know. Um, I <laughs> I don't. Do you think you could take me out on the water someday? Sure, anytime. Okay. Um. I think pigeons kind of like is ex- just exuding nervous energy. Like twiddling their thumbs and, um, yeah, um, I think they kind of fall quiet for a bit. Is this like, sorry, are we doing so? Is this like, is Orden and Pigeon scene being combined? Kind of, yeah. And actually, I think right now I'm gonna ask Orton does Orton, yeah. like, as he's hearing this conversation happen above him? Does he, like, eavesdrop? Or does he go up and, like, let them know that he's there? He probably eavesdrops a bit. Um, I'd, I'd assume once it sort of falls silent, he'd make his way up. Okay. So, yeah, I think after you ask about Marnie's boat, you hear, like, footsteps coming up the stairs, and Orton comes up to this, like, top room where the pigeon coop is. Um, pigeon probably also has some pigeons on their lap. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think, I don't remember the name of, I think I might have named one Matilda. That feels right. Very good. Yeah, as pigeon would regularly attest, they do not have favorites, but it's also like Matilda's their favorite. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and, and Pigeon's just, like, gently petting this, like, I, do pigeons coo when they're happy? I should know that. I feel like they potentially could, but. I think, I think in the comic book, there's definitely some nice happy coos illustrated. Fuck yeah. Um, so yeah, Orton comes up. He's like, oh, uh, hey, hey, Pigeon, hey, Marnie. Oh, oh, hey, Orden. Um, uh, do you want to, have you met Matilda yet? I, maybe, um, is it one of your pigeons? Yeah, um, <laughs> uh, pigeon kind of, like, you know, gestures, ex- kind of, like, without, without upsetting, uh, <laughs> yeah. Matilda, like, gestures to her very <laughs> excitedly. Extends like, a new arm and gestures. Yeah, like, check out this yeah. fucking bird. Like, look, she's right here. Isn't she wonderful? <laughs> Morton's probably just going to crouch down in front of Pigeon and, like, look at Matilda. Hey, hey, Matilda. Um, that's a really pretty Pigeon. Yeah, she's, um, I mean, you know, I love all of my Pigeons equally. Um, just Matilda and I get along. But I get along with all of the Pigeons. But... Yeah. Matilda's very pretty. Yeah, I mean, all of the pigeons are great for sure. Oh yeah. Um, this is a really nice pigeon. Um, I think. 
this is this gets so confusing when you're talking about pigeon. Um, I think pigeon like kind of um, like hold kind of reaches out to hold one of Orden's hands and is like, "You can pet her if you want." Um, I'm just a little worried about you know about um today and how I lost control of my powers a bit. I just don't want to hurt anything. Oh. <laughs> I think Marnie walks over and I'm picturing Marnie being pretty tall. Yeah. And I think... You have to be to look through a lighthouse window. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I think she kneels down a little and like taps Orton on his little sailor hat. <laughs> and oh, says oh, like hey marty you've got a good head on you kid i i think you'll be fine oh, thanks <laughs> um so so what are you up to marty the usual looking out windows yeah um i well i was wondering um about um uh I was just wondering about, you know, I wanted to talk to you about some stuff, but maybe I shouldn't. I'm not sure if I can answer that question if <laughs> I don't know what it is, the stuff that you wanted to talk to me about. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it's just some stuff that happened today. I, it's, I guess it's not that big of a deal. I think Marnie looks, like, glances at Pigeon and wondering if it's, like, specifically something that, like, you don't want to talk about in front of Pigeon. But she mm -hmm. doesn't say anything, and she just says, well, if you change your mind, you can always talk to me. Okay. Um, that's good to know. End scene. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um. Yeah. Okay. So now let's go over the end of session stuff. So, at the end of every session, choose one. Grow closer to the team. Explain who made you feel welcome. Give influence to that character in clear condition or mark potential. Grow into your own image of yourself. Explain how you see yourself and why. Shift one label up and another down. Or grow away from the team. Explain why you feel detached. Take influence over you away from another character. Any immediate thoughts from anyone? Um, I'd like to remove a condition with the, the welcoming thing. Hmm. Um, I'd say that Orton was probably he probably felt welcomed by Pigeon just by like sort of having like a nicer like couple of conversations with them hmm. and uh, the condition I did have was angry about you know like um uh the 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 guard people like going against him 
Um, but I think now that's sort of gone away, both with him sort of being able to post-fight sort of help them, and also like being able to talk to Pigeon a bit. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So... So, Pigeon made you feel welcome. Give influenced flat character and clear condition or mark potential. You're clearing a condition. Does Pigeon already have influence over you? Yes. Okay. Okay, so that means if you have influence over a teammate and you would gain influence over them again, immediately shift one of their labels up and one of their labels down. Your choice. <laughs> so The labels being like the... Danger, savior, superior stuff? Yes. So, Rosie, which of these stats is pigeon shifting around? And basically what this is, is reflects, like, Orton basically accepting how pigeon views him, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Hmm. So sorry, it's shift one up and shift one down. Yes, you have to do. Both. Yeah. Um. Yes, because the total should always be. Um. Okay. Like the same, basically. Gotcha. Hmm. That's a good question. I think. I think freak is definitely going to be marked down. Okay. okay. Um. Oop, we both did that scene exactly. Oh, did we? Yeah. Oh, I fixed it. Then. Okay. And then it's either going to be savior or uh, mundane that gets marked up. I think. I'm just trying to figure out which one. I guess technically, <laughs> this is fun. Um. I guess technically superior might be too, just because Pigeon kind of saw Orden as being pretty adept today. Um, mm. Yeah. Um, well, it, uh, hmm. I think I think I'm gonna mark mundane up just because it's specifically like pierce the mask or comfort or support, and right yeah. now Orden's definitely offered, uh, just in game so far what we've seen. Uh, Orden has offered the most support, so that's how Pigeon would see him as a supporting person, like a comforting person. Yeah. Yeah. So that would bring Orton's mundane to plus three. <laughs> which I believe is the maximum. <laughs> okay. Does anyone else have thoughts about this end of session move for their character? There was one other one that I was thinking. Um, I was thinking it's possible that Orton... It, it was like someone loses influence over you, right? Well, you only get to pick one. So oh, you already okay. picked the grow closer gotcha, gotcha. to the team one, so that's settled. Alright. Um, I have an idea. I'm just trying to figure it out. Well, give me the general gist and let's see if we can work it out together. Um, I'm wondering if Pigeon potentially feels like they grew away from the team. Um, mm. Specifically because, um, 
so just because it's it's talking about feeling detached, um, I'm not certain if it applies super well to the team or just to how they view themselves. Because mm-hmm. um, they just had a kind of a, a vision esque of like they just kind of had a vision today and they don't know like where to place it mm. or where it came from and that's kind of to an extent isolating from for them i think right um yeah i think the kind of idea that i'm going for is that pigeon like ha- i think kind of was like yeah i know who i am more or less and then this was kind of like uh what <laughs> um, <laughs> but i'm also not super certain about it because um i think i think it's 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 kind of something where it's like part part ways like that was weird but i don't really know what to think of it yet and then also because orden gave pigeon so much like comfort today yeah i would want to say that the effect of pigeon eating so many grenades also has like an isolating effect on them. Well, so I guess I guess my question is do you want the focus to be more on like that relationship aspect of like oh pigeon feels isolated from the rest of the team or do you want the focus to be more on like pigeon's internal struggle with this mm-hmm. just like narratively speaking Oh no that's actually <laughs> Um, I would like to apologize for all the bell rings. That is my cat. Oh, kitty. <laughs> uh, so basically, yeah, I'm trying to, because I'm... Hmm, I think at the moment, it's probably, like, it definitely threw Pigeon. Um, but I think at the moment, they're like, it's not enough to to kind of drive them away. So I'll say, like, more of a relationship aspect. I think okay. rather than their internal struggle right now, I think if it if it if it happened again, then yes, I think they would. <laughs> um, so I think that sounds probably more like grow away from the team then. Okay. Oh wait. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um. Oh wait. Okay. Wait, no, I think I, sorry, I think I meant to, what I meant was, like, that ultimately, like, the relationships, like, trumps it in terms of, like, like, they don't feel distant yet because this experience didn't. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Okay, then, then I guess just to grow into your own image of yourself, well, because let's explain how you see yourself and why. I feel like this would change something about how, like, Pigeon's whole concept of, like, what they are, basically, you know? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think. Um. I think right now, how Pigeon kind of sees himself is a little bit unsteady. Mm hmm. Um, yeah, and I think, uh, combined with the fact that, um, I guess there's probably a part of them that didn't think, you know, taking multiple bombs (laughs) would be a big deal, but how other people are responding to it 
is kind of uh, <laughs> making them rethink themselves a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think that might be that might be mundane down and either like maybe danger up. I would say freak almost. Well, personally. I don't think freak can go up anymore. <laughs> no. <laughs> Pigeon has the three and freak. Wow. Yeah. Um Yeah, I think so. Actually, least. you could shift it up. Really? Yeah, so Oh, okay. When you shift a level, it means that your view when you shift a label, it means that your view of yourself is changing. You see yourself more as the label you shift up, less as the label shift down. If you ever need to shift a label above plus three or below minus two, mark a condition instead, GM's choice. Um I'm so sorry, could you say that last bit again? So basically, if you think that you should be shifting freak up here, instead of shifting your labels, I would get to tell you to mark a condition. Oh. Okay. Um, and sorry, so that so freak would be moved up, but then it would have a condition marked? No, it would just stay at three, and you would just mark a condition instead of shifting anything. Oh, I see. Um yeah i can see that because i think part of i i'm kind of like it could be danger but i think freak also makes a lot of sense specifically because this is in terms of pigeon's abilities yeah and i think if you mark freak i would have pigeon mark insecure yes which i think would kind of make sense for what we're talking about here yeah so i'm gonna so i still mark mundane down though right no no, I don't. Okay. No, nothing Thank should. God. <laughs> Need... um... Sorry for bringing that up and ruining your character. Ruining <laughs> <laughs> what up? <laughs> oh, the... the idea of adding freak. Oh, that's fine. I mean, I think, uh, yeah, pigeon. I think pigeon feeling insecure right now is, is very accurate. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Last one. Serial. Now, I feel like Serial, in general, with how things went today, and the fact that he's had angry Mark this whole time since, like, last session he was in, um, I think he's gonna grow away from the team, but the issue with that is that neither or nor Pigeon have influence over him right now, anyway. So, I don't know what that... If I should just do growing into your own image instead. I think you could still do grow away from the team, and either it wouldn't, like, do anything, you wouldn't, no one would lose influence over you. Or, another option is you could still pick that one, and you could take influence over you away from one of the other team members who does have influence over you. And I think if you do that, <laughs> then we wouldn't pick who it was later, and we will resolve that in a future session. Mm. I like that. I like the drama it creates. Fair. Okay. I think that is about it for today, folks. Um, I was actually... Can Pigeon do something? What did you want Pigeon to do? Uh, so it's not... It's probably... This is more just, like, story-wise than anything. 
Um, okay. Yeah. How late is it? I think it's probably starting to get fairly late now. Um, actually, Pigeon and Orton, do the two of you live at the base? Yes, Pigeon 100% lives at the base. Orton does not. Okay. So, however late Orton is willing to, like, stay at the base at night, I feel like it's probably about his bedtime. (laughs) 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 Um, So... Okay, well, um, I think, so what Pitch is going to try to do is probably going to be something, like, out of sight of anyone else. Okay. Um, they want to go down to the water. Yeah. And, (laughs) uh, I think they just, you know, kind of thinking of earlier, they, um... I think they kind of slowly, like, they do start walking into it. I think they, they they wait for a while, like maybe half an hour on the shore, just kind of deciding whether or not they're going to do this. Um, and then they just go in the water, and then they lay on their back again. Um, and they just, they wait to see if anything happens. Yeah, I think actually, I think just for like the narrative of this scene, I'm gonna say that it was actually still light out earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, and so I, I think I think we get the shots of, like, Pigeon laying there in the water as, like, the sun slowly sets. Yeah. Wow. Um, Pigeon definitely I think actually stays in there until it gets dark. And then that's probably yeah. when they go up to talk to Marnie. I think that's probably actually the last, like, shot of this issue, um, unless anyone else has any other things they want, but I think the last shot is just Pigeon, like, laying there in the water in the dark. play podcast about a group of teenage superheroes trying to find their place in the world. Masks, A New Generation is a game by Brendan Conway. The song you heard at the start of the episode is News Theme by Kevin McLeod. The song you're listening to now is Memories of a Forgotten Bird by Phoenix.